Okay, let a man returning to my room here, flowing in by my bow, settling in with you, my dear, uh, to get you comfortable and to be here to, to help you fall asleep uh, while you sleep. I guess you're napping here with all the babies. Seems they've brought more babies to my room, uh, or this room. It's more of a chamber now. I didn't realize they took out that other wall there so they could fit more babies in here. I guess this is getting to be a bit of a nursery. Oh, the babies, uh, some of you are awake, uh, some most of you are asleep, uh, but I'll be here to tell you about today's class. Uh, for those of you babies that have not met me before, oh, there's many different kinds of babies here. Oh, there's uh, uh, fairy god babies, regular human babies, babies of cross all. This is nice. Hello, babies. I'm Agatha. And if you haven't met me here, I, you, you might say, oh, you look like something a bit like a baby food. And I would say I am. I, I'm here to offer you food, babies, food for your ears. Uh, but yes, I do look a bit like baby food. I am a lentil-based lentil woman. But that does not change whom I am. A woman on a journey. And a journey just in the, from class to here with my bow. And I'll just keep it at that words, my close bow. Uh, I tie him up with an L-O-V-E-R, but you know, children don't need to understand that. He's my, my, my letter man. You could say the love of my life, but that would may indicate to some of you babies with your baby brains that he's the only love in my life. But he's the current love and the greatest love as he sleeps here on this quilt at the same level as all of your little cribs there, babies. Now, babies, uh, someday this word will mean something to you, but uh, today it will not. And also, I misused the word, and I found out that today. Uh, pop quiz. Uh, now, Shelley turns out she's correct. She said the definition of a quiz is blah, 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 blah. Oh, you're giggling. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to have an audience here in my own room somehow. Who would, who would have thought one day we could live in a world where a lentil-based woman uh, could share a room, her, her own bedroom, by the way, if anyone's listening, with an uh, assortment of ba ba babies across uh, two different cultures? Oh, and, many, you know, many different subcultures within those two, the, the fairies and the humans. And who would think that, uh, actually, this is just uh, my day day bedroom where the letter man takes a nap. So it's not really like, uh, it's totally uh, outside of my boundaries. And, you know, my boundaries are much different, but yet they are the same as the lentil-based woman who flows from room to room. As we all do, real little babies. Maybe one day, you'll, you know, as things flow out of your body and in, in some sense flow into them, I guess, uh, the energy flows through your system. But enough about me. The words should be flowing. And the words today were pop quiz. And Shelley said, well, that's a quiz is something much different than an exam or a test. Uh, 
And I guess this was more of an an exam is as many other meanings, babies. But in this case, it's uh, somewhere between a quiz. I mean, I guess it's uh, between a test and an exam, a version of a test or a test isn't a version. Yeah, I think an exam is a version of a test. Turns out it's not a quiz. Quizzes are supposed to be, uh, I guess, the simpler things. Uh, And this was not simple, but yet it was a simple at the same time. So today was uh, close to the middle of our semester here. I'm a teacher, by the way. If you babies hadn't picked up on that already, but I'm sure you did. And you said, well, this is a woman with authority. We should listen up as babies. We should sit up in our cribs and say, hmm, she has something to say. And I do. I'm here to talk to you, babies, of course, and talk to you about today. So I teach a class. My co-teacher, Shelly, she's a fairy woman. I don't know if you could say she's a fairy-based woman. I, I think fairy magic is not her basis, but it flows through her. And uh, but you, So we're co-teachers, and I had not consulted with her, even though I, I hadn't looked at either one of our syllabuses, uh, syllabi, uh, since the start of class. I kind of abandoned those things, and... Uh, Shelly, she did a lot of sighing and pacing the last two classes, which I think in maybe trying to point this out to me about that we were late for a quiz uh, or an exam. I, I, We skipped all the quizzes. We missed all the quizzes so far. And so, you know, I sat down with, with Shelly or she sat down by me and I said, Shelly, uh, as the children come in today, I, I'm going to announce something. But I didn't do that. I just announced it when the children. I said, "It's time for a quiz. Put down your uh, your your thingamajigs and eyes up. Uh, it's time for a quiz." And then the whole thing got sidetracked. With uh, well, first Shelley was surprised. Uh, that was followed quickly by displeasure. Or oh, those may have happened at the same time. Or maybe she had displeasure, then surprise, then greater displeasure with me in the situation. And also at the same time, this is the meta communication that was happening at the same time she was disagreeing and disagreeable about my usage of the word quiz. And so we had, it wasn't really a discussion. Uh, I think you would children would call it talking at you. And I said, well, go ahead, Shelley, uh, inform me about what a quiz is and is not as if she was a mind reader. She may be a mind reader because she actually was correct, uh, this was more of an exam, a midterm exam, not exactly at the middle of the term, but close enough. And a time for children to show me what they've learned thus far. So uh, let's just skip over the Shelley part. So I said to the children, I said, okay, it's time uh, to discuss what, what we've learned so far, thus far, this uh, with my class and Shelley's class. Shelley has her own grading system that is probably still in a syllabus. And I said, let's start there, though. Uh, with, uh, who would like to be the first people to take the midterm? We're going to uh, midterm exam, midterm test. Uh, uh, who would like to, uh, and Shelly was shuffling papers, but I just kept going. I said, okay, because uh, I think she had another test waiting for, for weeks, uh, along with the quizzes, which I said, well, uh, the quizzes are... I mean, how do you quiz about such things, myth and tales of the past? You know, I did try to make a uh, grand appeal to Shelley, you know, saying things like that, you know, your history, the history of the very people, 
I tried to use a tone like this as they do. The tales tell us the bods and the bods, uh, the bod, you know, the bod, you know, the bod, when the bod works with a storyteller, well, the bod, you know, I tried to take a tale. I said, Shelly, it was a grand experiment. And she said, this isn't an experiment. It was just, you know, I said, okay, okay. And meanwhile, the children's hands were up the whole time, the, the ones that raised their hands first. And I said, okay, you you four, come up to the front of the room. And I say, uh, okay, our first week, uh, our first class, tell me what you learned and what you remember. And I said, you could work together. That will be part of your grading, though. And you have a few minutes, uh, so get to work. Uh, and they quickly conferenced, blah, blah, blah. We should whisper, whisper, whisper. And they said, they said they chose one child to represent them, and uh, they talked about different perspectives. And they said, well, tell me what you remember. And then another child in the group said, you and Shelley were disagreeing about who was going to teach the class. And I laughed, of course. Ha, ha, ha. And I said, well, co-teachers, of course, equal. You know, my teeth may have been uh, together while I was saying this. If I, you know, the lentils that make up my teeth. And I said, oh, ha, 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 yes, oh, yes. Co-teachers we are, though, correct. Uh, we were uh, negotiating. And then she she kind of said, well, uh, Teacher Shelley wanted to, to, to uh, save uh, memories of our culture and look at what happens when our culture, you know, we lost our, the, the fairy homeland and now we live in this human environment and what has happened and, what, like, why do these myths and uh, tales exist? What did they do for us? Uh, does it give us a sense? And then and she said, and you wanted to talk about heroes and villainy and a very similar thing, uh, but from a different perspective, I think of uh, Shelley was coming at it from necessity, and you were coming at it from interest and curiosity. And uh, she was a fairy person, so she said, you know, it, it feels different to me. Uh, and I think she greatly related to Shelley's pride in a deep connection to, to her ancestry, which is a very important thing. And I said, oh, bravo. I said, hey, go sit down. You have an A. And then the next child in the group, uh, the one, the spokesperson, he said, well, uh, you know, I also learned about compromise. He was a little nervous, obviously, because she, she just got like trying to figure out the right thing to say. And then another child started talking and saying the same thing as the girl who got an A. And I said, no, 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 no. Uh, do I look like a pit of lentils or a pit of fools? Because, uh, and uh, a couple of kids giggled. I said, yeah, that was a good one, wasn't it? Uh, you have to work on it, but a pit of fool. you know, I think that, and then the kids said, don't work on it. It's go And I said, hey, you haven't even stood up, but you interrupted class, and uh, most delightful, you get an A. And I said, thank you. And then someone said, even Shelley huffed, and I said, uh, moving on. What were you saying about compromise? And uh, you were restating what she said. Anyway, you, the spokesperson, they said the name, but I said, I'm here to give grades, not a, not validation. I, that was kind of a joke, but not really a joke. Uh, but they said, this 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 young man said, oh, you, you know, I saw how you two compromised to build consensus. 
and it went on and on about how we had different, different like kind of more matter of, I said, okay, okay, are you finished? Or are you going to ramble? On? I said, B, you did pretty good, B. Uh, and then he said, well, and I said, well, maybe, I said, what is supposed to be the average C plus? Uh, and then he sat down quickly with his B. And then this next young person in the group said, oh, like, uh, I was thinking a lot about the icebreakers and how we are children, we are the ice. And I said, this is going to be good. Uh, uh, like, uh, and uh, then she said, uh, the tales and the myths are like the warm sun, the warm sun and the rain. And we as young children are blocks of solid ice up in the north, the farthest northern lands. Endless, cold, solid ice. And as the myths and the tales rain down on us, as they warm us, they cause us uh, to expand, which I think is technically, I can't remember if ice expands or contracts. I can't, the alchemy class I took, uh, she said, you know, causes us to crack and break open and be exposed to the air and to the world and the sky. And not just on the surface, she said, oh, this was good. She took on the bard's tail tone, the BTT, as I'll call it from here on out. Uh, and she said, but deep fissures form within us as we crack open as we get exposed, the deeper they go, and we begin to change, and we begin to move as the glaciers or something. And then I had to stop. I said, what do you mean? Those are moving, those things. I went on that tour one time with the giant ice, the glaciers, and they said it's a river of ice. I thought it was a term, but she said they're really moving just very slowly. And then she said, with what the rain brings, the flavor of the rain. Oh, what a term. I said, what a turn. I said, A, but keep going. Maybe I'll give you an A+. Plus. Uh, and Shelly said, well, the grading system isn't a quick. I said, grading system. Shelly, you're so silly. As the rain, the flavor of the rain washes over us in the wind. Don't forget that things are carried on the wind, she said. A growth begins, not just our growth, but growth landed upon us, thrusted upon us, within us, and on us other plants. And, you know, and she's talked about this, you know, basically the circle of life is the most boring way to describe it. Uh, and then she talked about flowering and sublimation. Oh, she said, it was sublime listening to her talk about sublimation. I didn't think of that joke till now. It needs work, I know. And then she said something else, that as we melt and flow, we slake the thirst of animals at the watering hole. We enable the gathering at the watering hole, which enables the feeding of those that prowl at the watering hole. And beyond and beyond and beyond. And then I said to her, okay, here's the breaker for the A of the A. Beautiful, by the way, but this is not a poetry class, unfortunately. But I said, uh, what did you really learn? And she said, that this is a beautiful, uh, uh, putting my hands in these d d nearly uh, myths that you would say are dirty like the dirty earth, uh, but really it's just rich and wonderful. 
And I had, I said, I had to give you, I have to give you a hug. I know it violates, uh, I said, go ahead and complain. Cinderella's the queen and I'm a stepmother. Uh, so, uh, and they said, okay, next group, uh, who would like to take the next round of, uh, class? You know, we'll pick an equal number of groups, uh. And then people tried doing wisecracks, and I said, okay, that's a half a grade. You're down, you know, you're starting with, a, like, an A minus, a B plus. Uh, and then they looked at the kid I gave the A to, and he said, this isn't dy- a dynamic class. I have to keep your brains full of plasticity. And then I realized, Shelley said, what is, and I said, well, like a glacier. I have to keep it flowing. So, you know, and I said, anyway, who was up next? And they came to the front of the room, another small group. And I said, I know this is very early in our class, but tell me about the Clam King and Benella. And the children were a little stumped at first because it was so far long ago. And at first they pointed out specific detail. Clam King lives under the sea. Benella is like a spring queen. Her mother, they said, they said the stranger atmosphere. They talked about all these things. And I said, okay, okay. And then another child, she she had a bit of a look on her face, and I said, "What is with you? What is with that look on your face? It's almost a frowny." I said, "Is this something about this tale you did not like?" And she said, "A lot of it, actually. I did not like how Benella was free, and then the Clam King and all, you know, the dark under the sea." Like, she didn't choose to go. Like, the Clam King took her along for, for to live with her and then eventually say, well, this isn't... And I said, oh, yes. I said, okay, you're, you're learning something. And someone interrupted her and talked about the power of attention and the growth. It, it was a good point. I said, but I, I'm here with her. But they said, power of attention and the growth it brings and... How things showered with Benella's kindness uh, seemed to do well in her interest. Uh, they said, all good points, all good points. And I said, back to Benella and you, young lady. Uh, she said, well, being uh, you'd think the being of a child of a god would be wonderful. You know, nonstop uh, run through the field of flowers. But she goes, it's not comfortable or predictable at all. And uh, it seems quite unpleasant uh, to be Benella and to have your fate uh, under the control of your elders' uh, whims. And then the children seemed to take over. Children's, another child in her group said, well, isn't making the best of a bad situation a good thing? And uh, she said, well, I wasn't commenting on the facts of the matter, but more of how it felt uh, and how it might feel to be a goddess or a demigoddess. Uh, as we've been learning in this class, it's uh, terribly strange. And then another child said, well, I was more curious about if, if helping others is a truly a gift, or is it a gift at your own expense? And then another child said, well, I was surprised that, uh, you know, the, the atmosphere is all around us all the time. I like that. It helps me stay calm. And then the children started to chatter, and I said, okay, 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 focus, uh, what are you chattering about? And someone said, well, is it really our goal? And this child was speaking on behalf of the, the, the fairy culture, I believe. Uh, 
it, to build a cons- win-win consensus at all costs. So what is the cost of, uh, what does it mean to build a win-win consensus? And what does it mean if, are, are we uh, Benellas or are we atmospheres? Are we the stranger uh, coming uh, or are we, you know, and, and I said, or are you all of them? Because babies, I know that you're listening, and that's one thing I heard about you. It's all about you. And I guess I never stop being a baby, because even though I'm a lentil-based woman, I still believe that's true. So keep on doing it, babies. You're doing a great job. And I said to the children, I tell you what, you all get A's. Go sit down. And then, the, you know, the, uh, someone huffed, uh, said, and I said, okay, B-plus for you for huffing. And I said, great job, though. Very nice, very nice. And then I said, next group, uh, who's up next? And a group came to the front. Uh, and I said, okay, tell me about uh, uh, what, what, do you, what was the thing, what was the theme in this uh, tale about Demag and Jalid? And uh, someone said, friendship. Or what does it mean to be friendship? Or what if it's more than be? What if were they more than friends? That's what I was wondering. Like, and then someone, and they were looking at the back of the room, and another student. They said, "Can you fall in love with your friends? Uh, is that your, and uh, if your friends, can you fall in love?" And he said, "Those are two different questions, young man." And neither has an easy answer, as this tale showed us, correct? Uh, and Shelley thought that was a leading. She said, leading, qu-, and I said, uh, teaching question, Shelley. Actually, not a leading question, a teaching question. And then another child said, well, I find these humans, I find humans very strange, to be honest. What is it that drives you to act these ways, uh, why? And they said, well, who's the human in the tale? And the child said, this is a representative tale. And I said, my goodness, uh, uh, that is perceptive. Or is, and I said, Shelley, is that correct or perceptive? I, I uh, want to include you so you feel like a co-teacher. And Shelley said, it's a bit of a rabbit hole. You know, if we start asking if uh, Damag and Jalid were humans, even though they weren't humans in the story, uh, and I said, oh, they, they said, uh, they said, are we perpetuating myths or are we perpetuating myths about myths, uh, Shelley? And she looked at me like I was full of madness and I laughed, uh, because they said, you'll be thinking about that later at lunch, uh, Shelley. And she, she, she actually smiled because she thought it was funny. And, uh, also, uh, and I, I had already forgotten, uh, cause they said, I think it's, uh, one of those thought experiments that just gives you a brain scramble. But then the children began to chatter about WTF, these humans, and what are you doing? And I said, okay, let's not get distracted here. Uh, let's focus on Demag and Jalid. What else are you feeling or remembering about the, this uh, this myth uh, or story? And one of the very quietest childs in the class, a ch- children, a student, uh, that you always has his, his shoulders slumped and uh, his head down. He kind of half raised his hand, and he said, "I can't forget about the one percent uh, that uh, the, the 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 emptiness uh, within the story, or you know, Demag and Jalid." 
It to make a hole, it does not make the hole, it leaves a hole. And I can't forget about that hole in them, that one percent that was uh, so empty, uh, yet at the same time so full, so ripe with fullness. Uh, and uh, that makes me think about the humans, uh, that one percent, and it makes me think about me, uh, because I'm half human. And uh, do I have uh, that emptiness within me? Do we, uh, if, if, do I have a uh, 0.5% or 2%? Uh, do us uh, fairy people, you know, because I think what my fellow students were saying is correct. What is with these humans? And, you know, what is with these strange desires I have sometimes that don't seem to make any sense? And, why would a great people like the fairy people with a great power, why are we not repulsed by it? Why are we drawn to it to help? Uh, and Shelley almost fainted at this, and the, the class was so silent with the relatability, with feeling that 1% stream, that little empty sliver, or in some cases a hole within us, uh, Oh, it was a golden. And uh, why aren't we drawn away? Why don't we turn our backs? Is it because we fit into that uh, slice? Is it because uh, it calls to us? Is it because we can relate to it because we have the same thing within us? And I said, holy power of myth, you all get A pluses. Go sit down. I said, I almost need, I, I said, I don't even know. I, I could use some tobacco here. I said, who can relate to these feelings? Uh, and Shelley, what do you have to say? And then Shelley made a little, so is it a soliloquy about uh, myth? And uh, yes, yes, this is why I teach uh, myth, because of these questions. And I've started to love Shelley as a, like a, as a, a Pia, I guess you would say. And he said, oh, Shelley. She said, this is why I, I yearn to teach, because of the questions that remain, the questions that draw us in. Uh, do these tales, and I said, whoa, whoa, Shelley, don't say do these tales offer any answers, because we're still in the middle of an exam here, which needs answers by your definition of a quiz. Uh, and Shelley even laughed at herself. And then I said, okay, next group, a girl without a bird song was our next uh, thing. Who would like to comment on that? And the students came forward and they talked about the E word, E-V-I-L. Uh, and uh, then they talked about persistence in the face of adversity and faith and hope. Uh, and then they talked about the persistence of Basil Bob uh, representing the E-word. And uh, that uh, was, you know, was that a driving force or, again, like a force at the back of the minds that makes them, you know, have to self-soothe? And I said, hmm, good questions. Uh, we love those questions, don't we, Shelley? And then another student said, well, I think a lot about human parents and parents in general and how the echoes of the parenting uh, through their children and through the generations of the human ancestors. 
and that a lot of behavior the last group was talking about, the terribly confusing behavior or more. What is going on with the, 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 the fact that the parents are human? What if uh, all human children lived with two fairy parents? What would that mean? Because, uh, and Shelley said at the end of humanity, this is what makes them human. And uh, the, it's strange how confusing interconnectedness can be, I believe. Uh, that I don't understand. I believe I don't understand it. Uh, I believe it fills me with disbelief. Uh, and I said, hmm, interesting. And uh, he said, and yet a ba Basil Bob in this tale would not relent. And another child added, uh, what about all the beauty in the world? Uh, despite the persistence of uh, all these things, uh, that the girl without birdsong was deprived of, yet uh, was so vivid to experience the song and the taste uh, and the smells that are all around us every day. Uh, that are constantly there to remind us how special those experiences are. And, uh, you know, not, that, that is where some persistence can come from. And I said, my, I said, A's, go ahead and sit down. I give you all A's because you all deserve it. So holy moly. And then we talked about uh, the mother of all alchemy or whatever the, the tale. I said, okay, next group. Uh, and I think they talked about... Uh, like human behavior and evolution, which is confusing this child. I said, this is over my head. And I said, actually, and literally, since I'm a pit of lentils, and uh, I can make myself taller than you when I'm in human humanoid form. But uh, I said, I'm not sure I understand. And the child looked at me and said, well, why is stepmother so mean? And I said, in these tales or in general... Uh, because I'm thinking of a word that starts with F uh, in my head. And the child said, both, I guess, uh, though I've never had a stepmother. And I said, well, maybe I will share my tale for another class. But I said, in these tales, uh, is the stepmother representative of stepmothers or of something else? And the child said, I don't know. And a classmate came to their aid and said, uh, what if uh, what you said about evolution is true, about human behavior and growth and change, uh, that this behavior is necessity? Uh, for the children in this tale, they almost had to act on their own to get the help of the fairy godmother. And uh, the behavior of a stepmother put them in a position where they needed to improvise, needed to act for themselves, needed to come up with a solution, and ultimately needed to seek help. And uh, Shelley liked that answer, as did I, but then the child came back, the other child said, well, well but that uh, behavior just leads to more behavior. It leads them right back in a circle, because then they perpetuate the same behavior later on, do they not? And I said, well, not in the tale. And Shelley kind of talked about something about the darkness that light springs from, uh, and uh, that maybe the books, uh, I think something more of a, of, a, of a fairy metaphor that I didn't quite understand, uh, something about the light within them, 
uh, seeking in the darkness and how the books represented that. I didn't, I didn't quite get it. And about not giving the answers to the children, but leading the answers and uh, creating this, helping create the solutions. Uh, but really, it was about all the children being open to be assistance and uh, to being helped uh, by the fairy godmother in this situation. And in reality, being on a path towards healing, not a circular path, Jelly said. But maybe a path that circles back on itself before it goes forward. And I said, very good, very good A's. I said, A plus for Shelley. And the children laughed at that, but I meant it. Uh, and I said, okay, last group. Uh, and they came up to talk about the frog, the singing frog story, which involved a lot of distraction because, you know, they said, well, what is it with kissing frogs? It's gross. Uh, and then someone said, sad songs say so much of the sad song of the frog and the little boy. And I said, I like that. I do like that. And then someone said, help, help comes in mysterious and strange ways sometimes. Uh, and it can spring out of the earth like a spring of water. And they said, uh, and then someone said, well, humans will do anything uh, uh, for, for money, for magic pennies, I think. I, kept, I said, what did you, did you say magic pennies? I don't remember any magic pennies from that story. And then Shelley laughed at this because the child said, well, being kind and getting back at someone go great together. And I said, well, technically that is what happens in that tale to the stepmother, of course. Uh, and then we get back in the kissing frogs, which is, a further, you know, kissing frogs makes weird things happen. It's still gross. Uh, what does a frog taste? It tastes like kissing a frog. Why did it make uh, the mother... Uh, have strange dreams and visions. Uh, then we had to talk about uh, psychotropic uh, things because he said, well, sometimes, uh, and they said, never mind. And then, but Shelley had already started talking, and the children said, wait a second, if you lick a frog, things will get weirder than weird. And then I said, okay, Ace, just please sit down. Uh, and then they said, well, step, you know, they talked about the stepmothers, and, and they said, okay, last group uh, is all of you. Uh, all of you have a chance uh, to raise one another's grades. Uh, let's talk about the 12 children with the extra children, you know, the six and the six plus the two. And then someone said, well, how do, ba how do humans make babies again? And someone said, by kissing. And so I said, okay, minus grade. Everyone's starting with a B plus now. Equal grades all around. And then someone said, what do the towers in the story symbolize? And someone said, patriarchy. And I said, oh, boy, I like that. Uh, and I said, and when they crumble uh, and the towers uh, lose uh, their uh, uh, towering, it still it represents the crumbling of that as well. I think only Shelley got that joke. It wasn't really, it's true. And they talked about the power and the control and the children, especially the children, you know, they were very, they're very confused by how adults behave. Uh, and that was what we talked about for the rest of the class. Uh, how these myths are not exactly comforting, they're much more challenging, these tales. Uh, they're weird, they're strange, the children all agreed on that. The people behave strangely. A lot of times they don't make any sense, uh... 
that's somewhat, uh, they give you the chills or whatever you want to call that. This, you know, there's not a nice behavior. If parents and stepmothers are both, you know, the worst, I think the children said. And uh, they bring up lots of questions. And I said, if the babies could hear you, they would say, yes. Uh, And they said, well, it's not easy being a fairy godparent or a human or a parent or a stepmother or a child. Uh, But it is a beautiful world that we get to live in, that we get to inhabit and it was a beautiful thing, the way the children... And they said, well, okay, A's for everybody, except for you, the one I... I forgot what... I guess A's for everybody, because I forgot I gave someone a... I said, maybe I didn't give... And I said, A plus for Shelly. And Shelly said, an A plus. And I said, no, I'm only here to enable the questions with my uh, questionable behavior and my questionable syllabus and my questionable grading system... My questionable recall about what is a quiz and what is not a quiz. Uh, but I'm so glad to be here with all of you babies. Uh, you know, somehow now my room is converted to a nursery so that you could all listen to me tell you tales, uh, recount the classroom, uh, to plant these ideas in your head like uh, the ice uh, that the children once were. The ice from whence you came, maybe. I guess uh, the ice of the ego, maybe, Shelley. I think Shelley did say that. Uh, is this part of breaking up the ego? I, 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 I think I said, what is I get confused about those things. Uh, maybe because of my baby-like nature, where it's all about me. And I don't know if these seeds could be pre-planted in all of you children here, lying here, resting, most of you now sleeping. But some of you still watching me here, listening to my voice, and I'm glad. I mean, it would have been nice if Cinderella would have said, Okay, uh, Agatha, what do you think of us converting your room into a nursery so that you can comfort the babies with your chattering? Instead of just adding, you know, first it was her baby, then it was a couple other babies, and now I don't know what do we get 30 babies in here. Also would be nice to have a title, the baby, the baby chatterer or something, teacher of babies and babes. Uh, maybe that's what I'll do next. I'll start teaching the livestock of these tales so they know it as well. Oh, but babies uh, sleep so well, rest so well. Agatha is here to escort you to dreamland and let a man still sleep soundly too. Oh, I will rest here in the summer sun. It feels like the summer sun today. Good night.